0: Hello everyone, welcome back to SGTV. Today we are joined by Bob Nozida. And Bob has got a, I don't know, what would you call it, Bob? You've got the Future Faraday's. Is it a uh, competition or, you tell, tell us a bit about what it is. Future
1: Faraday's, uh, um, I had this idea a couple of years ago. And uh, it was just, it's a one day enrichment program for electrical students, mainly full time electrical students. Delivered by by industry, not my by me. I'll be there obviously supporting it you know, overseeing, but it, it was supported by industry. And it was uh, a one day, as I said, it's a one-day program where different people would come in and talk about what they do. So they would they would they would get to listen to people who special, you know, specialized in controls, people that specialized in. I've got one guy, um, he, he's fantastic, he's company. Uh, install state-of-the-art swimming pools. I mean, not, not leisure centres. This guy does state-of-the-art. Well, he'll come in and talk about the electrical side of these installations. Uh, contractors will, will be a part of it. Manufacturers, wholesalers, all involved. So just come in, talk to the students about what they do, just to raise their awareness about the construction, about the electrical industry and give them a, a better insight in, You know, into what we do because... Some of them, they go, they go to colleges, uh, they're, they're in that workshop. Uh, sometimes the workshops are not fantastic. They're working on little boards. And I just wanted to give them, a, you know, an insight in, in, into what can be achieved in the industry. But it's mainly as, as, as an awareness, as an intro into the industry. But also, some of them might, might see things or hear things and think, that's what I want to do. Just things like that. That was the idea. It was really to get them motivated. inspired that's really what it
0: so to sort of give them an idea of which the the many different avenues you can take as an electrician
1: yeah yeah i mean you know listen ben i'm really lucky i have some fantastic uh sponsors supporters friends i can call on to do this um you know from all across the uh electrical industry even things like uh temp services I mean, uh, uh, 2012, i go back to 2012 again. We did a lot of work with Wise Power and we did a lot of work with Wingate. Wise Power, I, I think, were the next company. So I'll get someone from Wise Power to come in and talk about temp services because over the years or since 2012, I think I placed four or five students with Wise Power and they went on and, and, and did fine. So that's never spoken about in college. You know, we never talk about temp services. But I always remember looking at the guys at 2012 and thinking, wow, how important that was for the, and it is for all project projects, services. So it's, it's just those little things to not just, because I think in colleges, they're just focusing on the domestic market, which is great, but th- there's more out there. There's more yeah. out there for them to get, and, and it's not always covered. We don't always do that.
0: One thing we're, we're looking to do on this channel going forward uh, so people out there watching you know be be sure to stay tuned for this kind of thing but we lo- like Bob's saying, we want to be um, exploring the different avenues you can take as an electrician because like you say Bob uh, you, uh, the training is very aimed at sort of your, your basic level and then going into domestic, which is fine so many people have absolutely brilliant um, careers doing domestic uh, but they ne- but they might not necessarily be. Not, they might not necessarily know what else you can do, and like you say, you've you've gone and done, you've been a part of history, and gone and done work on the twenty twelve Olympics. Which I suppose for you, that's probably you know, you've got some great experience and great memories of doing that kind
1: of thing. I was thinking this last night. Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is a true story. I was very lucky. that, that the person who, who asked me to go and join a team at twenty twelve, the lady called Eve Light, and she wrote the strategy for twenty twelve. Employment and skills. Uh, She then had a baby and and she never came back. I still see Eve, you know, and I speak to all the time. But strategy for 2012 was hers. No one ever speaks about the, you know, this woman who wrote the strategy in 2006, you know, but she wanted me to work there. I knew her. Uh, I think if it had been a year later and Eve had left, I probably had never gotten to 2012. It was the sort of person they looked for, were uh, ex, ex-council, ex-charity, them, them sort. Of, I'm not disrespecting them, but there, were, but there were two of us. There was two sparks there, me and another guy. He's still in the business, the same as me. But we're very lucky. We had her, and she, and she just told us, go for it. If you've got any ideas, go for it. So One of my ideas was the network baby, And I, I said to her, you know, I've got this, this idea. We don't do it in London. No colleges delivered it, sort of training. But when you looked at the media sector, and even in the early days, I'm not talking 2008, we knew there would be 30,000 plus journalists, you know, located in that in that media sector. So there's a lot of cabling. And she, I remember she just said, do it. And I, I did a presentation, everyone liked it, and they gave me some funding, and I did the training. We've yeah. seen it. The hardest thing was actually finding seeing it, because. You know, they were quite a, a small company. They're, they're global, but, you know, they, they weren't on my radar. But 2012 was great because it allowed me to do a couple of things. It allowed me to meet lots of contractors. Uh, some I'm still in touch with. Some we became friends. It allowed me to visit most London colleges. And I hadn't worked in education. And I was a spouse. I had a teaching qualification. I had a certain, But I I, I never planned on becoming a tutor. Um, so I visited lot all the colleges. We delivered the London 2012 apprenticeship program, and that that was Pan London. So that was a bit of an insight into our colleges, each our colleges are. And I used to go there and sit in on lessons, and I used to just wander around all of not just electric, all of them. And uh, I talked to, to students, but I just get a feel, for, you know, how they were. Was, was it a motivated place? Was it? and through the emotions, so so it was it was great for me. It was great, and the, and the other good thing that came out of twenty twelve. Um, I met Principal Kathy Walsh uh, of Barkin and Dagenham College, and uh, she asked me after twenty twelve to go and work there, go and work for her at Barkin and Dagenham College, which I did, and that was another sort of fantastic experience because she's she's a very different. She's retired now. It was a very different principle. You you told her something. You had an idea. You told her. She listened. She got it, and she did it. So CNET training. If I go back to them, I I sat a meeting at Barkandag, and we've seen it. And I said to her, they need to be in London. They need a presence in London, and we can benefit from this as a college. And I can remember at the meeting, she sat there, listened, and she looked at me, and she said, I like him. He's a good egg. I'll never forget that. That's not an expression I use. She said, he's a good egg. What well, was in 2013, they're still there. Yeah. But that's they're the only college in, in the country at the time, and I think they, they probably still are, had a, a network cabling provider in the college that they could tap into because what he, he offered was the students at the end of uh, their qualification, they could go and do the CNET course. Yeah, Brilliant. so that, that was that was a nice offer because he he, he used to say to the students, "You have got the electoral qualification, my industry will welcome you with open arms, so you can come and do our course, hopper and the fibre optic, and you know then, then there's an opportunity of employment." So over the years, I've, I've been quite lucky. I've, I've met nice people. I've met you know good people. So the 2012 experience, the, the Balkan and Dagnum. Uh, and, and then you know my last few years working in education, and just really these last couple of years, because as I said, I'm retired now. Yeah. Just I just I just work on a part time basis. I, I work for Lewisham College on a part time basis uh, because I like I, I like what they're trying to do there, and I like their principal. And I work for NET National Electrotechnical Training on a part time basis. That's my partner for Future Faraday, NET. Yeah. So when they asked me to come and do some work for them, I said to them, I've got this idea. So in the last eight months, nine months, we've developed Future Faraday's. It's going to be launched in June uh, as a virtual. It won't be the one day, only a couple of hours, but it's still exciting because it's still the same type of content, people from other other sectors of the industry, Uh, and it's still that engagement with students. So that's it. Idea, and then when things are back to normal, it will go as a full day enrichment program, and it's all like can go all over the country. It's not it's not exclusive to me, and it's not exclusive, to, you know, certain colleges. Anyone can, can do it. We'll help. So you know, the idea was everyone can roll it out. Yeah, and the people that are supporting it, even like you guys at Skumble, you know, I'd like you to do a slot and say, you know, this is what we do because. If I went into most London colleges now and said to students, you know, they wouldn't know. So it's that about raising their, you know, awareness. Yeah. Oh, they're, you know, they do this and this. You know, I do a lot of work with um, over the years with, with Yes Yes Electrical. I know the guys there really well. They're great. Uh, I met Paul Halbert a few years ago at a, a trade exhibition. And it's things like that. It. I oh, will ask Paul to come on and just do a slot to talk about what they do. It. Yes, um, you know this is what we do. We've had electricians come. Now the electricians are account managers. They've had a career change.
0: Things like that. I think it, it does. It gives people an idea of different avenues, not necessarily on the tools work as well. I mean, some of the some of the staff we have here at Scalmore the former on the tool sparkies and they go and they've some of them have come from wholesaler backgrounds as well they've gone from being on the tools to managing wholesalers to being out on the road all sorts um but before we before we dive into more about the future faraday's i want to i want to know sort of some different experience you've had that sort of inspired you to to make other people aware of those avenues if if you know what i mean so you, you sort of touched on um going to to do like the the 2012, and we spoke about domestic and lecturing, which, again, they're all avenues you can take. But um, from your experience, are there any other avenues you've found
1: or you'd like to talk to people about? went to Western Australia in the 90s, in 1989, actually. And yeah. uh, that was an experience because I worked I worked in the West Australian mining industry. but Well, you know, look, look I'm, a London, I'm a London electrician. We, we don't have any mines in that, So I went from contracting world, which is what I did. I was a contracting electrician. Suddenly I'm working on uh, copper projects, gold mines, iron ore, nickel, major projects out in the, that I worked in the butch, I worked in the desert. Right. I worked on jobs. The first job I ever did, Siemens, I worked for Siemens a few times, and I'll tell you the, the, the hours, we, we did six, seven days a week. So, and I, I started that job on the twenty first of September. It was the day before my daughter's birthday. That's how I remember. I came back. So that was my first stint away, doing twelve hours a day, seven days a week yeah. in the bush. And I can remember the, the, the manager. He was a German guy. He was, uh, lived in Berlin, and I lived in Berlin in the seventies and we had this sort of connection. He used, to, he used to like to talk about Berlin and I really were well, German. We used to have these funny little conversations. And he was a nice guy, but he told me, he said, if you stay in Australia, this will be your life. So we, we, we stayed for a, a number of years and I, I did these type of jobs. But that was an eye-opener. And I'll be honest, that was hard. It was interesting because, you know, mining is an interesting uh, it's, a, it's an interesting sector, very, very different for us. But the work I enjoyed. I didn't. I didn't enjoy being away. What sort of work did it involve? What's like the type of installations? It's funny because they do things like they. they I remember a um, job. Everything's installed in steel wire armored, but it's still inside steel conduit,
0: <laughs> and we all
1: used to laugh. They'd say, "This is the you know with it but a um, lot of, lot of, lot of uh, containment work uh, cable train much, much bigger than what we see here uh, trunking much much bigger than what we see here a uh, lot of uh, substation type work a lot of PLC type work um, just interesting I mean it, it, you know the, the only downside I, I, I once worked on a Siemens job uh, I think it was 52 degrees it was in the January I think 1993. Yeah. degrees I saw guy faint i training guys actually I was working with one and he 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 fainted in the heat um I used to say to people that's the downside you you've got to remember if you're out in the desert some of these places these these bush jobs even in the winter it's still thirty six degrees so it's 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 hard and these jobs have to be done there's no it's too hot today we will we'll, they have to be done they they're on a, a very strict time frame so um it, it's it's hard, it's, it's a brutal experience, really. But, um, but it's all experience nonetheless, so isn't yeah, it? yeah. And I was only young, and so i was only 30, so you know, times, times are different. It, it, you know, 10 years later, it would have killed me stone dead, but yeah. But the reason I, you know, I left I the lecture and went into you know, employment skills and training uh, was a personal thing. My, my wife had cancer, and um, when she'd recovered, she'd had surgery, she had. Chemotherapy. She had radiotherapy. I wanted a change, and I saw a job for a training officer. And my wife said to me, "You've always been involved in training. I've always been on training courses, even in Australia. When I was home, I was always doing training courses, and uh, so I, 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 I fell into what I do now. I went into yeah. it. I, I, my first job was with the worst training provider in the world. They were they they were abysmal." Sometimes I sit and think about it and and I shudder because the the things they did, uh, the way they they abused the system was horrendous, but got me started. And it was one of those places where you you got no support, uh, you just got on with it. And some of the people I met then, so this would have been in 2000, I don't know, 2005, I'm still friends with now. We talk, we still do. One of the brickwork contractors that I met my very early days, still judges and sponsors competition for me today. So, you know, as I said earlier, Ben, I've, I've been really lucky. I've got lots of contacts and we, uh, we, 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 all, we, we, we you know, I, I, I try not to let people down. Uh, I don't try to bombard them with requests. Um, but I think people like some of the stuff I do. They like the competitions, that, you know, I develop and deliver. And, and, and they see, if I'm doing a day like that, I think they see it as, as fun and nice way of engaging with, with young people and education. So with, with the
0: future Faraday's then, um, is it just aimed at colleges or do you do sort of open training for adult learners or anything like that?
1: Well, <laughs> see, actually, when you, when you start these things, you, you, it was mean, just full-time learners. Then, all, then halfway through i thought Do you know what we can reduce this roll it out as a school's uh encouragement type program so so get learners you know students from schools to come in reduce it probably just have one guest speaker um me but we can you know we can talk about the industry what it can offer so that was one option then the then the other thing i started it was a couple of weeks ago i saw something on on facebook from from the dry lining for them, uh the work they do with the military yeah and i thought wow we could actually tailor this roll it out to the military you know and to give them a bit of an idea because i, I watched some stuff on the internet about you know uh sparks from from the military that you know
0: yeah we had we had a guy called tristan come on the show yeah, who did his training in the military, and again, it's one of them things you don't initially think of, but it's 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 a way into the industry. It's a another career progression.
1: Yeah, to show them what what, what the options are. Yeah. So see now, I've, when we finish this, I'll be sitting there writing, and I think about the military, the schools, future Faraday's actually. It, it, it is it's very. It was very. It's very flexible. It's not. It's not a tired, old program that you know. It, it, it's very flexible, and the people that I've, I've, I've already contacted, you know, many of them are on social media. That you know, that, that really uh, proactive uh, are always supporting the industry. I've already contacted them as potential speakers on on, on future Faraday. So. It's it's. I have speakers with passion. They're not just going to sit there and go be corporate. They're not just going to sit there and go through uh, uh, a script, uh, you know, and all and, and, you know, sound like a politician. These these be young people, or they'll be older, and they, they, they've got lots of passion, lots of knowledge, and I think people listening will be inspired.
0: I think that's important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I listened to him and I, I think, well, if I was a young person then, this guy was telling me, if he came to my college and did a masterclass in, in you know, uh, area of expertise, I'd be inspired. So yeah. he would say it.
0: I think it's like anyone, if you talk at someone or if you talk to someone at their level and, and connects on experiences that they might have and might want that's that's how you inspire the next generation isn't it
1: yeah yeah i mean i mean i'll be honest i don't i don't talk to students too much now as i used to because i remember telling us a group of students i lived in west berlin in 1974 and it was a a life changer for me you know i'm a young boy from um from south east london from a large council estate in south east london and i finished up finding myself in west berlin at the the most interesting city in Europe at the time, because the war was still there, and going there was an education. I found myself learning the history of Berlin and, you know, everything that went on there, and it, it, was, it was an interesting place. And this, I remember a student put his hand up and said to me, that was in the last century. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you yeah, I won't be telling them any stories anymore. I was yeah. just trying to say. You know, I was lucky, I I, I lived in Europe a couple of times in the 70s, and I went back to Berlin in 77, and it was interesting, you know, um, uh, sort of gave me a look at other things. I met other, you know, I I worked with people from Turkey, from Greece, from, from Africa then, all different. I mean, you know, it's the same as going to Australia, I worked with female electricians in Australia, I'd never worked with one before. In Australia, plant operators, steel, steel erectors, boilermakers, welders, sparks. You see female trades all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, my, one of like, the biggest jobs I was on, uh, a haul pack went past, and I think haul packs then used to carry 240 tons ore. And it was, a, it was a, a woman, a young woman driving it. And I said to this guy, female operator. And he said 50% of our staff are female operators, and I went, Wow! and he said, They're far better. And, I said, and he told me this story. I said, Why? He said, You've Got better concentration levels. There's an incident on the site with plant, it's towards the end of a shift. He said, They don't switch off. He said, They're very, very good at what they do. And I yeah. remember thinking, Wow, I see these, these massive pieces of kit go by. I mean, a whole pack now in Australia, I think carries over 400 tons, the ones they've developed. I mean, these are huge bits of kit. Now yeah. you see them drive past and, and after a time, you don't take any notice, but yeah. Sparks, as I said, and boilermakers, and welders, you know.
0: Gives you a good, good connection, doesn't it? And I find a lot of Sparkies I speak to, well, a lot of tradesmen I speak to, a lot of their jobs come from other tradesmen. A plasterer might need a job or a brickie might need a job or so on. And that's how people are networking and how it branches out, you know, whether it takes you to Berlin, Australia or, you know, it's yeah, yeah. it's not just a, a singular avenue, is it?
1: No, I mean, I, I, I do look back and I think because I had to do an electrical license when I was in Western Australia. So everyone, maybe it's slightly changed now, but the licensing is still in place. But when I was there, you did. Um, an installer's licence, a mechanics licence, they call it, it's an installer, then you did a fitter's licence. but so that was for people that wanted to work on controlled, you know, motors, stuff stuff like that. And you had to do an exam, a theory, a regs exam. Then you spent a day in a technical college. Do I think you had to do then eight individual uh, projects um, to get your licence, get, get, to get an A-class licence, which is, what I've got. Um, so I did the two, the two parts of it. But um, I can remember, I, I remember now the colleges there. I could remember one of them It had a PLC unit on, on, on the bench for every student. And I didn't know what it was then. I did after because I did, did the course but they were very good on getting material from industry. When I asked the, the tutors about it, and they said, one of them said something to me, that i never forgot, he said, but there's no point in us training if we've not got equipment from industry that these students or apprentices don't work on. There's no value in that. Is that the kind of thing that you incorporate
0: into future Faraday's, a bit more
1: practical, hands-on? Well, you know what? Is it, the future Faraday's, it will develop when it's the one day. I mean, I'll get people to come in and do masterclasses. I'll get people to come in and show, you know, uh, there's a guy that's going to come in and, and show the uh, control panels that he builds, built from scratch, you know, for jobs. But he'll come in and talk about what he does. So, he, he you know, he does controls for around you know things like that. But yeah, I, I, I want that, that, you know, so when they go out there, they're not going to be, I've never seen it, what is it? That type of thing. Yeah. So you're right. You're you're right. You do pick up things over the years. You know, I remember the the, the it was here in Australia. Very different. Uh, very. I'm talking in 1990. Very strict. They was even strict with us. We was an adult class.
0: Yeah.
1: You know this is, but very uh, supportive because I can remember them saying, "You're all here trying to get your license. Uh, we give you as much help as possible." And you know, when it's getting closer to your practical, you can come in. I can remember I said you can come in every night, if you like. We might not be able to give you time, but we allow you to come in and play about with the boards, the test units, things like that. Yeah. So education in Australia was a good experience for me, but I think I probably learned things there that I put into practice later without really, you know, knowing where it came from. Then when I sat and thought about it, I realised... I'd seen that in, in in WI. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think
0: the industry in the UK needs to progress? I mean, we sort of talked about support, which people like yourselves are offering, um, but what and and progression in general, like you say, that there's more female sparkies, which is great to see. But in general terms, whether that's education, what do you think we need as a as the industry to progress?
1: This is like the million dollar question, isn't it? And I'll be honest, it's it's one that we a lot of us I know that. Talking to people, we think about all the time, and I think to myself, it's more. Industry needs to be more involved in training. Uh, I do say to contractors sometimes, you do much with your, your local college where you're based, because that that would be a step in the right direction. So if I was a contractor of, you know, of, of a decent size, there was an FE college just up the road. Go and make, you know. It, if they want this, but go and sound them out. And, you yeah. know, would you like me to come in and give lectures, talks with, site visits? All those those seem little things, but they're quite important. Uh, I think, I'll be honest, uh, and this is, this is something that we're talking about at the moment, we need, because there's some fantastic tutors on social media, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. I read their posts, some of them, are so passionate, and so clued up about the industry that it's. I think, wow, these guys are like scientists now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a step above sparks. Yeah. Um, maybe if I'd have stayed in the industry, I might have been with them now. But I don't know. But I, I do read their posts and I think, wow, they're so passionate. If we can get them an education together. That 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 effect might rub off on on some of the tutors in in. in some of them are very, you know, but I, I, I think a lot of them through the motions times, that, that, That's something that, that everyone would admit to. But once you get on social media, the, the tutors, um, I think education needs to listen to these guys, even if it's on the national, it doesn't have to be their local, it can be national. They have to listen to them because they, their ideas, if they give you 10, it's probably six or seven, you know, feasible and would work. But yeah. it's, it's that gap. Education doesn't seem to want to take advice from the industry. You need to get them all round the table to talk and share, share best practice, and get something working like that. Yeah. But it's not only it's not only the contract. You you guys as well need to get round the table because it's this thing about you know, it affects everyone, doesn't it? Because, it, you know, if you're a manufacturer, a wholesaler, you know, we, we want an industry going forward. If that's going to be, you know, be one of them where we, there's no one in it, sales will be affected and, you know, I don't know how jobs are going to go, but it, it, I think it's a case where everyone needs to sit around the table and, or, 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 you know, everyone has to has to listen and, and, some you know, have to, to, to say, well, you know, we don't do that. Do you do that in your curriculum? No. Do you do this? No. I mean, what I said earlier, you know, even something as basic as that, really, temp services. Someone needs to go in and say, well, this is how it start on, a, on a big job. We would have the temp services guys going. That's yeah. what.
0: I suppose if, you, if, you, if you're passionate about the industry, about the job you work in, you almost need to... Take a little bit of responsibility to give something back. I know everyone works hard and it's it's hard to find time. But if, if you want to see improvement in your industry, in your local area, in your colleges, then you've got to get up and get involved if you can. But, and I suppose that's one way. Like you say, you're going to get education and companies
1: and sparkies all
0: coming together to, to
1: share that knowledge and experience. I always felt that these ones, you know, the guys that are around it, because let's, let's be honest, you know, the ones that post and, and, and you know, they've sort of put their, their, their head on the block, haven't they? They've gone out there and, and, and done it. And, and I think I now, all of them do this, I think to myself, he, there might be someone in education that will see them and think, wow, he's done it, so I, I, I can be like him. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's some horror stories in education. I mean, you know, I... I, I I was at a college a couple of years ago and we started to deliver um, competitions. And no, the, the two young tutors that were there, who were, you know, very, very supportive and, and wanted to develop this, told by the older ones, you don't want to do this, you're just creating work for yourself and it's not in that contract, things like that. And I, I remember thinking, you know what? Sometimes you do these, these types of things and you, It's it's a nice feeling at the end of it. I've done some DIY SOS type projects with Vinci facilities over the years. Um, Always been with Vinci, their supply chain, and a college. So you get students from the college. You never see this on DIY SOS on the telly, do you? You never see a group of sort of college students in a local college. But this is what we did. So we, I, th- I think the first time we did it, we, we supplied 14 students from plumbing, electrical, and I don't think we had any carpentry, nor Brookbook. Uh, and they did a, a, a DIY makeover of a children's centre in, um, in Kent. It was great, and we filmed it. And I said to all the contractors there at the end of this, when we filmed and we showed the film, you'll all feel great because you've achieved. And they all said to me at the end, You were right. I said to them, these are good things to do because they, they bring students closer to industry. They allow them to work on a project quite fast. Uh, and sometimes the contractors pick up the students because I've, I've had, we've had it where at the end of it, they'll say, do you want a job? Do you want to come and work for me? Because they've seen them for a week in action. Yeah. Just a couple of hours. It's been a week. All day and the, one, the first one I did it was the residential and I thought this was great what, what the, some of the contractors did they finished working had dinner then they offered master classes to the students if they wanted them you know how to set up a business what you would do to run a successful business I thought about taxed you know registering the company buying a vent, things like that. And not yeah. remember and to, that. A, to a student or to some to a young
0: person or whoever's thinking about starting out, that could be that could be the, the point which stops them from going forward if they don't know how to do it. So to have people giving you that advice that's yeah. priceless, isn't
1: it? It's priceless because I remember thinking, well some of these guys started from nothing, most of them actually, and developed really successful companies and then they're parting on this information. And then they say, well, it's my card. You know, if, if this happens and you want to. So you, you've created a sort of a network of, of, and I used to say to the students, talk to the guys. They're very, you know, approachable. So if you've got any, uh, if you don't know something, ask. But this thing over the, the, the week, they developed, Not I'm not saying friendship because probably the age difference, but they developed uh, someone that they could perhaps email and say, oh, do you remember I was on the so-and-so, uh, project with you know I'm, I'm now doing this and I, felt, I thought well, that was nice that you you could always reach out uh, to someone that, that remember you because I mean they were all on film and we were very lucky we premiered the film at the um, at City Hall in London with the mayor and um, didn't have the mayor in there we wanted him actually but um, but we premiered it at City Hall and it was a, it, it was a nice event because uh, we'd made the film. Uh, It was a nice film. It's still out there on YouTube, actually. Um, And you can see, and I think a couple of years later, we looked at the film again, Uh, me and Josephine O'Connor, who's from Vinci Facilities, looked at the film again. And out of all the students, I think, they'd all all progressed into careers. I mean, one of them became a designer, electrical. He went into electrical design. Um, One went into temp services. Uh, so they all did well. I mean, the, the P&D, P&D uh, students all went off and then did well. So, yes, yes. So little things like that. I mean, I always say to people, if I was, if I, you know, uh, the ability, the, these sort of DIY SOS type uh, projects, I think they're great. If you, if you can get yeah. a contractor to, to want to do one, the last one I did was at a special needs park in um, uh, Canning Town um, in East London. Uh it's fantastic. It was fantastic. It was uh, close to being closed down because of the, the state of the facility. The park's great, but the toilets and the bathrooms, and uh, terrible, terrible. And we just, I just asked Finchie, want to do a SOS?" And they came in and looked at it and they just all nodded. They said, we we'll would do it. Yeah. I think materials came to nearly £90,000 that week. Um, the students were amazed because I remember one of them saying to me, oh, these electrical guys, crash, they just do it. And, and it, that, so that was a bit of an eye open for, you know, the speed, the, the skills that these guys had. So, yeah, all, all, all little things like that. But, yeah. I mean, Ben, I, listen, over the years I've got involved in loads of things like this, you know, and that's the message we
0: want to sort of get across isn't it that's that that's I'm guessing that's one of the things you in future
1: Faradays is, is your main driving point isn't it well it, it could happen couldn't it? I mean someone could come into the future and say well actually I'm here today you know do, doing the, the, the talk but I've got a, I've got a project in London I'm actually looking for and it could be work experience come out of it I mean someone there might say doing well, I'm really interested. Say, so the guy that you know builds it here, he's a panel wire up um, does does controls for air handing units. I'm really interested in this. Well, there might be a little link there. How would I start? What would I do? You, you don't know, do you? We don't do yeah. these things. We're never going to know.
0: Where can um, our audience find information about Future Faradays?
1: Well, it's going to be launched in, in the, the first. The virtual one will be launched in um, June at Barking and Dagenham College, actually. Um, they've been selected at the London colleges, and it will be rolled out over other other colleges um, that we've selected in London. As I said earlier, I mean, it's just it's almost like a package that we just give to a college and say, "This is how it works. This is the this is how we do it." Um, you know, so I, I'll be honest. If it was you know a college saying, "Nottingham," I'd, I'd, I'd probably struggle for contract. In that area or I would reach out on social media and ask people it's that thing about you know give them to work to do it. because they'd have to then we say well this is the timetable this is how we deliver it normally so you know that's not rocket science but you need to get someone or what we could do is say well for that section we'll ask someone to do it by zoom so you know the students are there in the room he'll come on yeah. Say right. So it doesn't always have to be a face to face, does it? It can be, you know, by using this technology. Yeah. Is there is there a website for it? No, no, not not yet, because it's um it's gonna be it's one of them. It's gonna be launched, um, you know, all singing, all dancing. But I'll be honest. If people were interested, listen. If some if there's someone's gonna watch this, hopefully, and and then i would be interested in this. They can just contact. Yeah. You, know, you you can put my email address at it, robert.mozida at live.co.uk. But most of them know me from Twitter. They yeah. know me from, from, from LinkedIn.
0: Well, no, that's good. As long as people, like you say, it's in development. It's it's there to help people. Um, so, you know, keep uh, anyone watching out there, please do keep an eye out for it. And uh, I'm sure... They've only gonna... had to
1: contact me, message me on, on Twitter and say, Bob, I'd like to be involved. Um, what would i do at the, you know and we'd have a chat and i'd think that's great because then i'd know that, that person has stepped up wants to do it for the right reason he's not ticking exactly, the yeah. box it's not that you know tick the box and that look good he's doing it because he genuinely genuinely wants to you know support the industry exactly
0: and that's what we need more more people like you Bob doing this for people out there so then
1: when i'm old now listen you know i'm nearly 68 so my, my time's coming to i can't do this forever I do even part time. Must come. I've been at work since nineteen sixty-eight. I think. So I've been at work a long time.
0: That was in the black and white days, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I'm one of the few people that remembers England winning the World Cup. Yeah, I remember watching it in black and white because there weren't colour tellies. So you know it's, it's that. But I'll always be one of those that you know on the sidelines supporting perhaps linking people together i'll do it now right well, bob i want i want to thank you for coming on the show
0: it's been a pleasure and i hope anyone out there watching has found this useful and like i said before you can get in contact with bob we'll put uh, if it's okay with bob then we'll put your email address in the description for anyone wishing to contact you yeah, of course you can yeah and um, so hope you've enjoyed that thank
1: you for watching <laughs> thank you bob <laughs> Ben, thank you thank you right. listen i would say to everyone They're invited on this, Ben, you make it a very nice experience, I'll be honest. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Because, you know, I was a bit nervy this morning, but you do make it a very enjoyable experience, and I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Right then, we'll see you next time. See you next time, Ben.